Happy Thursday! It's episode 18 of the I Hate Green Beans podcast, and my friend Stephanie and I are discussing musicals. We talk about movie musicals and stage musicals and musical soundtracks that we enjoy, and what a pain it is for the actress who plays Elphaba in Wicked on Broadway, what a pain it is to have to wash that green paint off every single night she performs. I'm telling you right now, as someone who often does not take off her mascara from the day before, I guarantee you I would be walking around New York City with green face and hands multiple times a week. Of course, I'd be defying gravity the entire time, so people would probably be cool with that, right? I don't know. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I'm super duper excited for this show because we're talking all about musicals as a genre. I am here with my guest, Stephanie. Stephanie, tell everyone how we know each other. Well, we met three years ago at church, and we are in small group together, but we also connected over our love for TV, movies, musicals, and just life as we love it. Exactly. I one time went on a road trip with Stephanie, and when she said make a playlist, I thought, yes, this girl is my soulmate, and she asked to make a Disney one and a musical one. And so whenever I thought about doing a podcast on musicals as a genre, Stephanie popped into my head and I want to tell y'all what our parameters are because they're a little bit different. We're going to do our, first of all, Stephanie and I own between each other, I'd say, I don't know, 50 musicals, maybe half the same, at least. It's a problem. Where did you get all your musicals from? Most of my DVDs that I own, that's right, not (laughs) Blu-rays, are from the previously viewed section at the previously known blockbuster storefronts that no longer exist, (laughs) as well as Black Friday deals on Amazon. (laughs) I'm more of a Walmart gal with the $5 bin. I cannot turn away a musical that's on DVD. I just can't. And this is also true, too. I don't know many people in my life who are musical fans besides my family, which we are all that way. We are a musical loving people. But the fact that you know a lot of the same musicals that I know that I would think no one in the world knew is pretty exciting. So we decided to make it three different categories. We're going to do our top musicals that are movies that are not animated because Disney threw a wrench in all of our planning and research. And we decided if it's a Disney animated movie, we're setting it off to the side and that's gonna be a future podcast. So these are movie musicals that we have watched in a theater and more than likely own on DVD or VHS. Then we are going to do stage production musicals where you sit in a theater and live people sing to you with their mouths on the stage so with that, their mouths I'm glad you clarified with their mouths that well you know some might be voiceover I don't know I don't know how these things work but so they're going to sing to us and then the last one is 
a combination of those two, either movie or stage musical soundtracks. Ooh. So we're going to start with our top movie musicals. I think Stephanie and I both had eight movies, and I made her narrow it down to three. And the rule was neither of us can name the same one. So she took two of mine, which I've just, because she's the guest, I'm going to let her do that. But Stephanie, what was your first movie musical that you think is wonderful that everybody should see? So my first was a classic, and it's Wizard of Oz. Mm -hmm. The one and only. Yellow Brick Road. Scarecrow, the Lion, Tin Man, you and have of course to. Dorothy. Right, you have to. And when do you remember first seeing The Wizard of Oz? Probably, oh, I would imagine a five or six year old. Right, I imagine your mom. My introduced mom, you. I think, either owned it on VHS that she had recorded from the TV <laughs> with yeah. the commercials in it. Mm-hmm. It's a little grainy. <laughs> But it did the trick. It did the trick. And it kept me occupied for, I don't know, an hour and 42 minutes. Right. However long it is. Now, we did that, too. Back in the day, it was Wizard of Oz, Sound of Music, and the Ten Commandments. That's They they came on one time a year, and it was a family affair. And we all sat down and watched it. as, Like I said, as a family, we just watched it. Were you ever scared as a kid of the Wizard of Oz? I do not remember being frightened because I found the witches fascinating um, and just loved that Dorothy wasn't really afraid and there were poofs of smoke and fire and yeah, I don't know. I found it thrilling to you watch. Did. It was probably the scariest movie that we were allowed to watch. Probably. Well, I um, knew, I knew that flying monkeys weren't real. In my brain, logically, I could put that together but where I got really scared was the tornado because fun fact about Lindsay I'm scared of natural disasters and so I would make my sister yell whenever the show went into color and you get to munchkin land and that's where I would start we Also, the witch, as a real-life lady that stole Toto, she was creepy. She kind of scared me, too. I think she also reminded me of a lady who went to my church, and I was scared of that lady in my church afterwards. (laughs) Did she ride a bike to and fro? (laughs) No, but she had that look about her that was just, mm, I did not like it. So what is your favorite part of The Wizard of Oz? What do you like the best? Or music, or line, or... I do love all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like when she says, I'll get you my pretty, which you apparently don't like. <laughs> um, and then the color-changing horses. Yes! were just <laughs> magical. I don't, still to this day, I think they, what, hand-colored that physical <laughs> film? I can't imagine. But it was beautiful. <laughs> Not many people notice the changing color horse. Maybe everybody does. And I just think I'm special because I did notice it. I also loved um, the munchkins. But how many times have you gone around and said, Poppies? Poppy? Probably <laughs> never. <laughs> I usually fast forward through that part. They're taking a nap. Who cares? Get to the Emerald City. Stop resting. You're out of the woods. You're out of the... 
I'm sure there's like drug references in there. Oh, yeah. We need to go back and watch it with a new lens. Well, I recently watched it with the nieces and nephews, introduced it to them for the first time. They loved it. Oh, good. Sat in the little rocking chairs and did not think it would hold their interest, but it's a timeless piece of art. That is awesome. I love that. Judy Garland. Wonderful. Somewhere of the Rainbow. Love it. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you have an actual pair of ruby red slippers. I have to admit I do. So my sweet mother is more obsessed with Wizard of Oz than I am, or anybody I know. Um, We've watched the movie, we've seen Wicked several times together, and as a graduation gift, gave me a Wizard of Oz-themed curio cabinet with, like, knickknacks from my past, with quotes from the movie or Wicked, um, and gave me a adult-sized pair of ruby red slippers. Be honest, how many times have you worn them? They've never left the house. <laughs> but I have worn them around the house, and my niece has a pair that fit her, so we match. When you're watching the movie? Yes. Okay, um, confession time. If you had to date the Scarecrow, the Tin Man, or the Lion, which one would you date? Ooh. Probably the Tin Man, even though he thinks he doesn't have a heart. He, I feel like, is the most caring of the three. And he could protect you yeah. with his metal. I mean, he's like strong. your own personal shield. <laughs> he's strong. Yeah. And hollow. Yeah. He's a, he's a walking musical instrument. <laughs> we'll carry that little <sighs> squeaky can of grease. It'll be okay. It's a great partnership. I can't help the scarecrow. No. But I can help the tin man. Yeah. And the, I meant the lion would be okay too, but I, I would go he with the tin man. He can't protect you. Yeah, he's scared. too scared. I would go with the tin man too, if I had to. We would take the tin man and ride off into the sunset on the colorful horse. What about the tin man before he became the tin man, like in real life, in the gray and black and white? Yeah, I don't days. watch that part. <laughs> They're like the farmhands, so they're like, you know, way back East Texas days. They're your people. No, mm-mm, I don't watch that part. I don't, I don't know, I don't, I mean, I know, but don't I don't. know the premise. I don't even know. These people exist in her real life. I know she fell into the pigs. The yeah, pig that pen, happened. Mm-hmm. And I just. Mm-mm. Somehow went unconscious. Yeah. Because of the mud. <laughs> or fear. It was enough, it was hard living in black and white. <laughs> it's a hard knock life. Ooh, that one's coming. All right. My first one is Sound of Music, which is another classic that came on every single year. Mama had the album, as in the record player album. That dates me a little bit. But whenever we would go on road trips, we would sing this repertoire of music that we had that included Grease stuff and Sound of Music stuff and then maybe some hymns. I don't know why we weren't listening to the radio, but... That's did radio we... exist? Yes, it did. <laughs> it did. Um, then we did one song that we always would skip was Climb Every Mountain. Mm. Now, I've seen Sound of Music on Broadway once, and the lady who sang Climb Every Mountain was really, really good. But I always fast forward through that part in the movie. I just think it's kind of boring. In fact, I kind of don't love the entire second half, really. But... Probably from the honeymoon all the way until they're in the graveyard or hiding from the Nazis in the graveyard. But anyway, Lonely Goat Herd 
is one of my favorites of all times. Few of my favorite things. And whenever she's teaching the kids how to sing. Those were always my favorite. Because I always thought it was cool that Ray, my last name, was in there. And instead of <laughs> a drop of golden sun. Instead of a drop of golden sun, we would sing my last name. T did you good job I brought. So creative. I know that you just loved what I I sang just then, which reminds me of the Sound of Music sing-along that we went to. Wasn't that great? Had you ever been to a Sound of Music sing-along before? I had been to sing-alongs, but never Sound of Music. And it was a fascinating experience. Wasn't it? I'd do it again. I would, too. There was a wonderful... We went into the woodlands, into this big pavilion, and we paid paid for it, which I thought... And it wasn't just this thing where you come at the you know downtown square and see sound of music we paid to go so everybody wanted to be that is what that is what i was going to say everybody wanted to be there the people dressed up as nuns were my absolute favorites we missed the boat on that we totally missed the boat on that and need to invest in nun costumes because it won't be the last thing along we go to the kids dressed up as von trapp kids in the curtain clothes adorable and um, the packages tied up with string. There was a whole family yes. of that. <laughs> so cool. And like Stephanie said, everybody who was there wanted to be there, knew the songs, knew the words. And when Captain Von Trapp and Maria finally kiss, it was an explosion of excitement. In fact, I recorded it. And I might try to put it in this podcast because the sound of everybody just erupting. It's out there on Twitterverse. It is. It was so good. I loved it. So I love the nostalgia of it, and, and I love Julie Andrews. I've just decided that I she love can do any, no wrong. That's what it, yeah. I love everything she's in, everything. Okay, what's your second movie? So my second movie alluded to a few seconds ago is the Hard Knock Life of Annie. Love it. She's just I'm fascinated with orphans and <laughs> her hair. I don't know. She made. A ginger fro look good. Yes, she did. And the life of having no loving parents look fascinating and fun. Right, right. Sign me up. I liked, who's your favorite character in the movie? The old, no, we're talking about the old The original. Movie. The original. From I'm an original person. Well, I loved Miss Hannigan. Yes, Carol Burnett. Carol Burnett is gold. Yes. Um, her daughter is in another favorite movie of ours that we won't talk about today. Oh. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> look at that tease. <laughs> there we go. Next podcast. Um, but I, I'm going to admit, I played an orphan as a maybe six or seven year old in my after school daycare programming of Annie. So we, you know, condensed the two hour movie into probably 40 minutes. Sweet. And I played Duffy, the orphan. So the she's. The best orphan besides Annie. <laughs> the best. Nobody knows who she is, but she is named. Right. Um, and I had one line. Tell us the line. Well, Annie climbs into the laundry basket to escape from the orphanage um, and from Miss Hannigan. And she puts her hands to her face. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Because she's just so anxious for Annie. That is technically two lines, Stephanie. It is. There is <laughs> punctuation somewhere in there. <laughs> Did y'all have a Sandy dog? A we did. Dog? No, it was not a. It was a person. 
I've got a picture somewhere. She wore a headband with fake dog ears. She didn't have any speaking lines, did she? She barked a couple times, which was more than I could say. Oh, Annie was great. Annie was the one that in 19, I think it came out in 1980, maybe, or 82. One of those. 80, 81, 82. And I used to sing from the top of my lungs, from art. We have a little library thing, balcony that overlooks into the den. And I would sing as if I were, you know, a little Evita. Tomorrow, tomorrow, I love you tomorrow. You're only a day away to the top of my lungs. And my dad would just turn up the volume of the TV, which only made me louder. <laughs> it only made me stronger. I loved Annie. Oh my goodness. That is my childhood right there, Annie. So good. Okay, my second one is Singing in the Rain. I love Singing in the Rain. And I'm going to be honest, it's one that it Singing in the Rain is a movie that I can watch over and over and over again. That's kind of rare. Typically, you might want to fast forward through some parts, but I never do with Singing in the Rain, and I had actually forgotten about it. Whenever we were making our list, I know I actually forgot about it. And then it just hit me because uh, my sister and I say all the time, and I can't stand them (laughs) all the time. We talk like that lady that I can't remember her name right now. And uh, yeah, big fan. Can't remember that lady's name. But Gene Kelly is one of my favorite old school dancers. And Debbie Reynolds was just perfect for that role. She looked like 18 years old, and she might have been. But she was perfect. He was perfect. Danny Kaye was perfect. All of them perfectly cast. Probably my favorite part is the weird, he's trying to say, here's what we could do with our movie at the end, and it just goes into this random Gene Kelly-inspired, here's a show we could do that has nothing to do with the rest of it. It's very strange. But also the lady who says, and I can't stand him. I love, love, love her. Any part with her in it. And um, when Debbie Reynolds is singing, all I do is dream of you the whole night. When she's a little flapper, love it. Singing in the Rain, of course, is very traditional and very lovely. I'm singing in the rain, just singing in the rain. What a glorious feel, and I'm happy again. I'm laughing at clouds so dark up above. And the sun's in my heart, and I'm ready for love. Let the stormy clouds chase. But there are probably two or three other songs that I love even more than Singing in the Rain. So good. What's your third, Steph? My third, to go along with my orphan theme, and we both agree on this one, is... A Disney movie, but mm-hmm. not animated, Newsies. Yes. Christian Bale. Yes. Before he was a household name, before right. he was Batman. Mm. So good. So good. Now, did you go see Newsies because of Christian Bale? Or did you just see a whole bunch of boys dancing and singing and think, yeah, I want to see that? I don't remember the first time that I saw Newsies. Probably not in the theater. Mm-hmm. 
But I remember um, renting it from Randall's, our local grocery <laughs> store, on Fridays for a dollar um, when I'd have sleepovers at friends' yeah. house. Yeah. And we'd just watch it almost weekly. I was in high school when it came out and went to the actual theater to see it. And they gave you a little newspaper with all the cast and what they did in the movie, not who they were for real, and all the cast. And you give me boys dancing and singing any day, and I'm on board, on board. Do you like every single song, or are there some that you fast forward through? There's only one song that I always fast forward through, and that would be Sweet Christian Bale. He can be on the screen. He's pretty to look at. But dancing and singing were not his strong Mm-mm. suit. So Santa Fe is not his golden moment. Nope. It really is not. What? He's on a horse. He's got a Rando. neckerchief. Neckerchief, but he pulls the neckerchief off. Don't mess with the neckerchief. He does. He really, really does. does. And um, he kisses the girl at the end. Did I ever tell you my theory about how he kisses the girl at the end? No. I have this theory. If you notice and watch it in slow motion, as I have done on multiple occasions via VHS or DVD. Say, how do you slow-mo a VHS? Uh-huh. You press a rewind button and the fast forward You're button. You're pausing, 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 <laughs> pausing. Pause, pause, pause. I have both of them. I also have the CD and the cassette. Of course. But I have a theory, because, you know, there was the one girl, um, the David character who was played by David Moscow, the little kid on Big, he has a sister. Yes. And, of course, Christian Bale's character, Jack, kind of falls in love. I, don't, I mean, it's just the teeny little love She's story. She's the only girl She's in the, the movie. She's the only girl in the movie besides so. Anne Margaret. The only girl. And, and that one lady who sings, that it doesn't matter. She's the only girl in the movie. At the very end, he gets his kiss, and I have a theory that all those boys, because they're all crowded around him right there. She had to be so intimidated. I couldn't have done it. I'm getting hobbed right now. She had to be so intimidated. And all these boys are crowded around, and Christian Bale licks his lips and then goes in for the kiss, and tongue is used. And in a Disney In a Disney movie. And I have this theory that all those boys bet him <laughs> to stick his tongue in that girl's mouth. He got some money. He did. He got made a little change on the side. I have that theory. Okay, what is your favorite songs of that movie or favorite dance parts or whatever? Oh, the whole thing is great. But because we both love boys dancing, I love the ensemble dancing in the streets mm-hmm. during Open the Gates and Seize the Day. Yes. The tumbling, the dancing, the whole look of it all. So good. Can't you can't recreate that? No, you can't, and nobody should try. No, although they did. Okay, Stephanie, have you seen Newsies on Broadway? So I have to admit, I have not. Were you in the hospital when it came to Houston? <laughs> I don't know how I missed it. How did you miss that? I, I mean, how have I seen it three times? I don't know. But I, I, I find that hard to go from movie to stage. Mm-hmm. When you just, I, I don't know. Is it as good? Yes. Okay. Now, here's the thing. I have no idea if it's still on in New York. I don't think it probably is. Not. Probably not. It'll but be back. It was teeny tiny. You know how New York is the... Well, 
the Wicked and the Lion Kings are in big, huge theaters, but it was in a teeny tiny theater. Mm-hmm. So you're right. You didn't really have a bad seat. And I had gone to New York with some friends and kind of convinced everybody. And they all sort of eye rolled about, yeah, okay, fine. We'll go see Newsies. Yeah. They all came out thanking me and kissing my butt basically because it was so great. <laughs> you changed their lives. I changed their lives is what it boils down to. It was, it was, it was wonderful. I think we need to make that happen. Okay. My last one is Bye Bye Birdie. I love it Good with choice. all of my heart. Um, I love Anne Margaret. She was also in Newsies, but this movie was introduced to me by my aunt and it was from the telephone song, the telephone hour song. What is it? The telephone the song? The telephone hour. The telephone hour song. Hi, Nancy. Hi, Ursula. What's the story? Morning Glory. What's the tale? Nightingale. Did you hear about Hugo and Kim? Hi, Margie. Hi, Alice. What's the story? Morning Glory. What's the word? Hummingbird. Have you heard about Hugo and Kim? I fell in love with that. And then she used to always sing... Um, one boy, one special boy, when she was <laughs> singing to her husband, which I thought was really cute. And then we would just all the time say, we love you, Conrad. Oh, yes, we do. Finish it. We love you, Conrad, and we'll be true. When, when you're not with us, we're blue. So blue. Oh, Conrad, we love you. Second verse. Oh, Hugo. Hugo. <laughs> She got pinned by Hugo. And Margaret always said Hugo. Hugo. She can't do it. <laughs> Probably couldn't say Houston either. I loved how Dick Van Dyke's mom, her shoes made that squeaky noise. I loved that. I loved Rosie and put on a happy face. The, just the whole thing was good. But Conrad Birdie made it, in my opinion, and her friend Ursula. <laughs> I, I loved Ursula and the mayor's wife whenever she faints how Conrad makes so all the good. girls faint <laughs> anyway it's a wonderful movie and Margaret also can do no wrong in my book so go see that all right or go rent that or download that or whatever you want to do this next part is the stage production of our podcast so again hard hard decision but we narrowed it down to three Stephanie is a purist. She likes the original cast stuff. I am not as rigid in that. So, Stephanie, what was your first one in stage that everyone should go see? So, my first one, I feel like, is number one on everybody's list. And if it's not, we can't be friends. Right. Is Wicked. I saw it on Broadway with Mm -hmm. the original cast, like you said. I've seen it several times since then. Got the playbills to approve it. Yeah, you do. Um, Houston, Austin, Dallas, whatever city, I'll come see it. Um, but you can't beat that first time or you see the magic on stage, mm-hmm. the origin story of the Wicked Witch. Right. I've used that in illustration and Bible studies now. The <laughs> Wicked, the musical. <laughs> yes, I went there about how you think you know a story from this perspective and then all of a sudden you're given this perspective so you know why the lion is cowardly and why the ruby slippers and why the tin man is tin and all of that business i i saw wicked for the first time in la by myself and (laughs) it wasn't sad it wasn't sad i happened upon it and i was in i was in la for something for work 
believe it or not, they have offshore rigs right there oh. in California offshore. that look like buildings. They make them look like buildings because they're an eyesore in, <laughs> you know, the OC. It's got to be pretty. That's exactly right. So I was out there working and I had a whole entire afternoon and it was playing in LA and I just kind of wandered up to Will Call and said, what's your cheapest seat? And they had singles that they hadn't you know they had people hadn't bought and I basically just walked in and saw it and then had that experience as you're talking about and had no one to blab to about how wonderful it was (laughs) and then you met me (laughs) and I have since seen it on Broadway and in Houston and in Dallas I this is the first time I remember seeing um a possible like break in character on stage. So I saw it, like I said, with original cast, Idina and Kristen and the scene where Kristen Chenoweth or Galinda Uh is walking down the stairs to meet her. I guess it's before Defying Gravity or For Good. One of those songs, her dress caught on the stair arm. What's that called? Rail. Rail. Um, And like, halfway down the steps and so she had to turn about and pull it and she said just one-liner joke about like oh this always happens to me and like played it off like it was a part of their character but I just remember thinking these are the good people like they keep rolling Mm -hmm. and didn't miss a beat Mm -hmm. but it was the first moment where I was like oh these wonderful actors and actresses and musicians are also human (laughs) But I want to be them or be their I, friend. I know. We could totally be their friend, I think. Yeah. I'm going to make that happen for I think us. I already am friends with them. They oh, just don't are know you? <laughs> Your Facebook friends and Instagram buddies? No. What? Is that a friend level? You don't follow Christian? <laughs> Chris- what? You don't follow Christian? <laughs> I do. She's delightful. She's a I hoot. Should. Lots of stuff with her dog. So You're you would love that. You're the only famous person I follow on social media. <laughs> I should fix that. You're silly. Silly, silly, silly. Okay, everybody has a favorite song from Wicked. Yes. And it's the same one. And yours is not that song, which I love about you. Yes. What is your favorite song? Tell everybody. So preface, all the songs are wonderful. There's not one that I fast forward through. Right. But my favorite is Popular. Popular. You're gonna be popular. I'll teach you the proper poise when you talk to boys. Little ways to flirt and flounce. I'll show you what shoes to wear, how to fix your hair, everything that really counts to be popular. I'll help you be popular. Yes, the rhyming, the sentence structure, it's just playful and fun. It's a great moment in the show where the girls are together and it's just the two of them. Yes, I agree. And then your other one is for good. So it's like your happy favorite and your Right, happiness and then a little bit of a sappy ballad there at the end where... The culmination of their friendship and sisterhood. I think the reason why I love Defying Gravity when I'm seeing it on stage, but trying to sing Defying Gravity, I, I just can't get up there. Right. I can't. I or can't even ma- harmonize. I can't match that. I can't match that note. No one can. I've tried. And have you ever wondered how they get that green paint on her and how how quickly it comes off? You think it just comes off in a shower? Real There's quick? no way. She's got to either soak in Clorox or just stay green for the entire <laughs> season of the show. Which reminds me, when I worked in Disney World, Pocahontas would walk around, and she had a show, and she she had a tattoo on her bicep, her left bicep, some tribal tat, 
and they would keep it on because it's such a pain to put on all the time. And so whenever you'd see the girls walking around with the travel tet, you'd know that girl played Pocahontas. Hmm, that's their tell. You get that for free here on the <laughs> I Hate Green Beans podcast. Okay, my first one on the stage is Mamma Mia. And the reason why I picked that one is it was the first New York play that I experienced with my actual mama. And we, for some reason, I don't know how, I don't know why I got this, front row seats. And my mom sat by the conductor and had conversations with him the entire show. Where she would lean over and go, isn't this so great? Oh, this is so good. And I'd say, Mom, he's working. And then there's the part of um, where Donna's friend, and they do that song, Does Your Mother Know? And she's kind of flirting (laughs) with all the younger boys. They're a young one of the young actors comes and sits down because that's his job on the stage, and my mother kind of crouches up in her seat and leans forward and touches him, like to <laughs> shake his hand and say, "Good job, son, you're doing great." And I said, "Mama, we're going to get tossed out. We're going to get thrown out for you touching the actors as they're working." But I love Abba, and I love the. To me, it was very interesting because I knew that music, how they were able to craft it all together and make it into a musical. I thought that was very, very cool. And whenever I saw it, I've seen it several times, but in New York, the cast was very... The best. Just the best and good and wonderful. I'm sure and London I, would argue against that. But. <laughs> I'm sure. And I've never seen the one in London. Maybe I should go see and compare. Contrast. And on the soundtrack. <laughs> oh, do you do? You can compare. Okay. They were I'm selling good. the London cast soundtrack in New York. I guess they hadn't... Oh, made their own? Made their own yet. That's weird. Yeah. Okay. It's the original. Well, I also went to see it in Vegas, and my mom is really excited that we saw it again in Vegas because you can bring in alcohol in the Vegas <laughs> theaters. So she had a really good time, that, that go-round. But anyway, I think I love that theatrical performance just because... My mom was so into it. And then at the end, whenever you all dance together, anything that's audience interactive, I am all for Okay, your second one. So my second one is also, I think, one of my favorites because of my audience experience. Yes. Um, And it's a classic. It's also on movie, but I preferred it on stage. And Mm -hmm. it's 42nd Street. Mm. Um, I went with my stepdad to tour New York for a possible college location and decided it's a great vacation spot, but not for me to live in. And saw it, like you said, first, second row. Um, it's a whole nother experience. Isn't it? Even in the small theaters, you're still, you're part of the stage, a part of the show. Mm-hmm. You can smell the sweat. Yeah. See the sweat. And in the instance of 42nd Street, you can see the taps, mm. which I was a quote unquote dancer. Let's just yes, say. Yes, you were. I was an untrained drill team <laughs> dancer, um, but appreciated the dancing mm-hmm. and tapping and movement on stage. Mm-hmm. That makes a huge difference. How close and far away you are. And not to sound snotty, but it does. Because I have seen 
shows up close and shows far away. Now you get different perspectives too. From far away, you see patterns and, and how things work on the stage. But close up, like you say, you see eye contact and you see emotion through there. And then the intricacies of the feet, just like if you watch the Rockettes really mm, close. Yes. That's amazing to see how together they are. And I think 42nd Street is one that is very popular but people don't remember to think about it because maybe they associate it more with dance than with the song uh, the song 42nd street is great come and meet those dancing feet on the avenue i'm taking you to 42nd street hear the beat of dancing feet it's the song i love the I do not own the soundtrack because it's not a great soundtrack. Right. But the other song that people probably know and don't know is from 42nd Street is Lullaby of Broadway. Yes, that's what I was thinking And of. I think it's it's possibly appeared in other things, which yeah. is why people know it. Yeah. but That's a good one. That's a good choice, Steph. Thanks. Uh, my second one is Jersey Boys. Mm-hmm. I know you don't love it. <laughs> you're giving me a look right now. And it's okay, Stephanie. We don't have to love all the same things because one you're going to talk about later... I might have to gag during. I'm going to have to <laughs> hold my mouth. I hope not. I know. It's, it's, you know, to each his own. But Jersey Boys, for me, if you can get past all the F-bombs, it's like goodwill hunting. You just have to get past them and know that they're coming and just accept it. But for me, the story of Frankie Valli and, again, a repertoire of music that I somewhat knew from my mom and dad was really great but the way they told the story on the stage in four different perspectives of the four four seasons and the men four seasons in the group and then the idea not of summer fall, not spring, summer, winter. fall spring winter we're not gilmore girl in a year in the life here we're talking about the actual four seasons men <laughs> did you like that you see how i brought that around okay so i like how the front of the stage became the back and the back became the front and and I just I loved it but here's the reason why again it was an audience moment that made me put this on my list because that song um can't keep my eyes off you you're just so good to be true can't keep my eyes off you was coming and it is a building song and it's the one where Frankie Valli has always wanted horns and he gets his horns finally, and it goes da na da na da na 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 na, and he goes I love you, baby. So the entire audience, it's like we couldn't help ourselves anymore. We had been keeping our mouth shut because that's what you do. You're polite in the theater, but nobody could. Ha- we all just shouted it at the same time, and then all kind of giggled that we all thought, oh my gosh, we just all shouted it out at the same time. We sang the whole song. Now, maybe it was just me in my row or just me, and I thought more people were playing along, but it was one of the greatest moments besides my mom groping the guy in Mamma Mia. It was one of the greatest theatrical moments of an entire audience getting behind what was going on. Such a great song. I loved it. Good, good song. What's your third? My third, um, and actually most recent to re-see, um, is The Lion King. Mm-hmm. Now, we started this discussion eliminating Disney yeah. animation. But this is on stage, so it's not animated. Right. It's actually 
an engineering and architectural feat Isn't on it? stage. I don't know. Julie Tamor, Tamer, Tamor. Julie Tamor is the, I believe, director or creative person of that and won a gazillion awards for... As she should have. As she should have for doing something that no one else had done. I mean, you're right on. It's an architectural, creative, how did you even think to do that type of thing? It's mind-blowing. It really is. And we just saw it again. We did. I saw it 2002 and then this year, 2017, so 15 years apart. It has withstood the test of time. Mm -hmm. It is still magical, Mm -hmm. magnificent. Mm -hmm. The animals. And the people, this is what I had forgotten I've seen it several times, too, but even there's that one scene where the people have grass on their heads, and you're thinking, that looks kind of weird, but then they slowly lean left, and they slowly lean right, and you see, oh, they're the... They're the environment. They're the... Like, the people are the set. It's so good. That doesn't happen anywhere else. Well, maybe in some... something. (laughs) That's right. The people (laughs) are the set, and... It was probably the funniest Zazu I have seen. He did a great job. And one of our favorite parts, we went with our friend Connie, and one of our favorite parts is Zazu is in a cage and Scar, Zazu is singing, nobody knows the trouble I see. And he said, sing something more snappy. And Zazu sings what, Steph? Let it go, let it go. It's different every time, every and it was time. the best oh, on point. So good. He had impeccable timing, and so he let the audience completely die down before he started singing Let It Go. I have heard Zazu sing It's a Small World one time in that, <laughs> and that was really funny, but this was the, the funniest. And I also appreciate the fact that that opening scene I will blow me away every time. It'll blow me away every time. There that might have been tears. The cheetah alone. <laughs> I I like the ba- baby elephant. The baby elephant? <laughs> she sways to and fro. <laughs> My last one is cats, and I know that sounds weird because you're like, what, are you stuck in the 80s? And my answer is yes, I am. But <laughs> cats has was my very first stage. Actually, I saw Chorus Line and kind of slept through it because I was a little too young, and I think my mom was holding my ears and my eyes for some parts mm. too, but cats was my first big, we're going to the theater and you're dressing up and this is what we're seeing. I thought the the Siamese cat, the lady dressed as Siamese cat was so cool. I thought all of the costuming and makeup was so cool. I did a production in my high school theater. Shut up. So for my freshman year of my final, I dressed as a cat. I didn't go in leotard because, Praise ew. the Lord. Yeah, nobody <laughs> need to be saying that business. So I dressed as a cat and did my, my makeup as a cat. And then I did some weird... Pr- T.S. Eliot prose. I don't know. I sent, you know, some sort of, maybe I, I think I recited McCavity, if I'm not mistaken. And then I lip synced, because that's what you do when you can't sing. I lip synced my favorite song that always made me cry, 
Memory by Betty Buckley because it's just incredible. Also was the dork who got the CDs off of PBS because I made pledge. <laughs> it's a double CD. Ooh. You can borrow it if you want to. Two for the price That's of one. That's exactly right. Old Deuteronomy and McCavity and Mr. Mistopheles, they're all on there. It's great. It's the original cast. Come on. So I'd love it. You would. You would. <laughs> PBS. Still giving back to this day. Downton Abbey. Right there. Okay, Stephanie, let's move on to our last category. This is the hard one. Neither of us could break it down, and so we're going to do soundtracks. With a disclaimer, give the disclaimer. The disclaimer is, since we've already talked in detail about our favorite songs from Newsies, we're going to just put that on a pedestal and Mm -hmm. leave it there Mm -hmm. and talk about our other favorites. Right, because Newsies was both on our list, but we don't need to beat that with a... Santa Fe horse? (laughs) stick we should beat that santa fe <laughs> horse because bull y'all seriously skip that but the rest of the soundtrack good okay you go first what's your first one um my first one because we were just talking about my favorite stage productions would be wicked mm-hmm. um i believe the soundtrack stands on its own yes you can love it even without seeing the production or just while you're driving and you can't see the people the music is amazing I would agree with that I would agree with that and you that's one that you have said was always in your car yes and I might still have the physical cd in my car (laughs) I I still have a cd player so that's allowed let's go check hold on please Was it in there? Of course it was. <laughs> Along with all of the others on my list. In my zippy binder yeah, of CDs. Your CD holder. I totally have <laughs> I no it. longer have the visor holder because that's outdated. <laughs> I just gave that up in my last car. <laughs> it blocks the mirror. You can't do both. I guess I didn't care how I looked and the CDs were more important. How did you get all that music? A lot of them are purchased CDs, rightfully owned by me. Sure, sure. Yeah. And a lot of them are mix tapes or mix CDs Uh of our, you know, generation with songs found online, previously known as Napster. (laughs) So some of the songs are not the best quality or might stop in the middle because... My computer wasn't fast enough to download the whole thing. Sure. I don't even remember, like, you had to pick your speed versus your burn speed. Ooh. I never Napstered. I'm sorry. You missed <laughs> out. That's how I created several of a soundtrack. Really? Because a lot of movies you cannot buy a oh, soundtrack for. that's true. I never or thought of that. Or if you can, it's, like, not the actual version played in the movie. Right. Make your own. DIY. Huh. DIY soundtrack. <laughs> now we can do that thanks to uh, iTunes. Yeah, we can do whatever we want. At the expense of 99 cents a song. Exactly. 
But or a dollar twenty nine if it's a good one. And you can make your own because you can go through and pick the ones. For example, it's cheaper to buy the whole Newsies soundtrack right. of nine ninety nine. But you could go through and pick and choose what you wanted, and you would just omit Santa Fe, like we've told you fourteen times. Done. Exactly. Done. Okay. My first one soundtrack is Grease, and the reason why I chose that is because we, my sister and I, roller skated to the eight track my formative elementary school years there are a lot of dirty words in some of the grease songs did you know that stephanie i actually did (laughs) (laughs) and (laughs) what yeah urban dictionary that i know you urban dictionary that be prepared i was also in a production of grease in my high school of course you were and uh, would you like to tell the audience what character i played Well, I'm sure they would all like to assume that you played Sandy. No. You look the part. You're pure and... As the driven Sweet. And (laughs) sing like a songbird. I do. On a Sunday. I don't know. (laughs) However, we all know that you played Cha-Cha. I did. I was Cha-Cha de Gregorio, the best dancer at St. Bernadette's. That was my one line. And I danced with Michael McRae. And he was awesome. He was Danny Zuko. I was also in Beauty School Dropout. As one of the girls oh. with the curlers in her hair yeah. and the silver cape. Do you still have the cape? No. But our high school principal sang that song. <laughs> Beauty School Dropout. That's awesome. But It was good, yeah. So, Lindsay, Grease is one of your favorite soundtracks. Yeah. It's one of my favorite movies, but we didn't mention it because we were going to bring it up now. Right. What are your favorite songs in Grease 1, the original? <laughs> I'm laughing because I love Grease 2, the sequel. Oh my gosh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm, cool and her name writer. is Stephanie. Oh, there's hardly any Stephanies oh, in no. movies. It's the only oh. reason I like that movie. Not uh, the only reason. Right, so many reasons. Okay, we're going to Grease 1. Obviously, Beauty School Dropout because I sang it. And then I love Sandra D. Love Sandra D. And I like Grease Lightning, even though it has horrible words in it. And I like Stranded at the Drive-In, Branded a Fool. What will they say? So all of them. All of them, basically, yeah. Perfect. Good times. What's your second one? My second one is also one that I have on physical CD in my car that I got in high school. And that would be Rent. Yes, this is the part where I'm just going to mute myself and you go for <laughs> it So I don't get it. Rent is one of those shows that I knew the music before I had seen it on stage and probably before I was old enough to understand the premise. Okay. Um, now, how did you know the music before you saw it on stage? I had the CD. So you just wanted the CD before even having seen it? As a... Um, very cool person in high school. Yeah. Um, a freshman. I was the historian of the National Thespian Society. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't I love that. This was pre Amazon, so it must have been a PBS type situation like you were saying, where right. I called some number and I ordered several I bet you were in the Columbia House CD thing. They were, and I got the original cast of Rent, (gasps) Chicago, and Annie Get Your Gun CDs and listened to them on repeat in my 1986 Nissan Mm -hmm. 
without a CD player, but I had the, <laughs> the tape deck yeah. plugged into my Your Walkman. Discman. Discman. Yes. yes. And it worked. Yeah, it did. I and did that I, all the time. I mean, you'd go over a speed bump and it would skip, sure. but it worked. Yeah, it did. That was awesome. <laughs> so then you went and saw So I went Rent and saw later on stage in Galveston at the Opera House, Grand Opera House, with my grandfather. Oh. He appreciated... That wasn't awkward at all. ...art and music. <laughs> um... And I didn't know what I was getting into. Hmm. And then I saw the movie remake in what, 2005? Yeah. Sometime in there. Um, and re-fell in love with the soundtrack. I bought the movie version hmm. on iTunes. So now it's a digital copy mm-hmm. and I don't have to use the tape deck player. And there are just several songs in there. If you can just forget about the parts of the show you either just, we we're, we don't relate to mm-hmm. right here in Houston, right, right, Texas. Right. We don't live in it. the alphabet streets and yeah. Other than 525,000 men. I don't know anything else from it. Oh, but that's such a great song. It is. And I know, look, I knew the words. And simple into some cups of coffee. Exactly. We don't even drink coffee. We know that line. So as your favorite soundtrack, Rent, again, I don't get it, but many people listening do, what are a song that you love from Rent besides the 500 Seasons right. of Love? So Seasons of Love, I think, has come out on like a Gap commercial and who yeah. knows what else it was on. Um, but my favorite song from the soundtrack that Idina Menzel actually sings at all of her in-person concerts. Oh. So if you ever go... Um, She's actually performing tonight here in Houston. Uh, We are not going to be in attendance, but I've seen her several times. Um, She always pulls up people from the audience to sing this song with her. And they sing the Joanne and Maureen duet, Take Me or Leave Me. And it's always fascinating. Why is it fascinating? To hear... She brings up boys to sing oh, parts that's cool. and girls to sing parts, even though it's two girls in the movie. Yeah. And it's always really neat to see like 13 to 18 year old kids get so into it. And it's always different every time they do it. Yeah, that's very cool. I like that she does that. That makes me love her even more. My second soundtrack is Hairspray. No, it's not the original with Ricky Lake. I know you're giving me a look. It is the one, the movie version, because it's Zac Efron. And I love Zac Efron. And I also love Queen Latifah. And when she sings Big, Blonde, and Beautiful, I don't know. I just feel like she's singing singing about me. (laughs) I relate. (laughs) And I love when Zac sings Ladies' Choice. And I saw this for the first time. It was one of my first screenings in Houston. And I had never seen it on stage or anything. So my first experience with Hairspray was the movie version. And I love James Marsden so, so much, so much. He will always be Lon Hammond to me, but in this, as Corny Collins, I think he did a a really good job. I also loved Elijah Kelly, Run and Tell That, was one of my favorite songs too. And his little, uh, his little sister, Inez, I liked her too. She was great. I think John Travolta as Edna, I think he pulled that off too because that person is always a man in drag. I thought that was really, really good. Um, Amanda Bynes was in it. Enough said. No comment. Mm -hmm. No comment. And you just said too that you thought it was a pretty decent remake. Right. Although I am an original fan, this is probably one of the best remakes that they've done. Yeah. 
Um, we're not speaking of the the live remake that no. aired this mm, year, mm-mm. but <laughs> movie form remake. We will never be speaking of the live format of anything being that great. Although Grease was a surprise, was a surprise. It was a a, a, a pleasant surprise. Hairspray, I'm not, not so much. I'm not going to talk about Dirty Dancing either. Shh, don't even mention it. Stephanie, <laughs> what's your last soundtrack? So my last soundtrack is a newer one um, of the movie origin, and that would be Disney's Enchanted. So it's Love. partly animated, but majority real people. And I just realized I'm on theme here with Idina Menzel. <laughs> we might have a stalker issue in the making, but I don't even follow her on social media, so we're good. You're um, her fan club president. I Go am. ahead and admit it. The worst part of the soundtrack of Enchanted, let's mm. just get it out there. Well, there's a couple. But Idina doesn't sing in the movie. She doesn't. She has a speaking part. And that was a misuse of talents. Mm. I, I think she might sing maybe the song in the credits. Oh, yeah. But she doesn't sing in the movie. Yeah. Um, Which is so interesting that they wouldn't utilize that. Right. She's a part of a dance scene. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. What are your favorite songs from Enchanted? Oh, well, because I like Happy Song. <laughs> We've already talked about that. Happy Little Working Song. Mm-hmm. Come, my little friends, as we all sing a happy little working song. Merry little voices, clear and strong. Come and roll your sleeves up, so to speak, and pitch in. Cleaning crud up in the kitchen as we sing along. Trill a cheery tune in the tub as you scrub a stubborn mildew stain. Great. Also, you know, tongue-in-cheek play on words, right. similar to popular. Um, and she, I feel like she performed it so well at the awards as well. Mm-hmm. On stage, live, I had my hesitations, and she pulled it off. Amy Adams? Yeah. Which, which did she, when did she perform? At the Oscars. She did. Or the Academy Awards. Oh, was it nominated? It. Yes. Oh, I did not know that. As an original song from a movie Oh, that that, the Happy Working song? Yes. Oh, I love that. I yes. love that. Love and that. she was on stage by herself, whereas in the movie, she's got the animated, you know, birds and roaches and <laughs> critters. Gross. She was standing on stage by herself and pulled it off. That rat that puts his tail in to get the hair out of the drain. <laughs> but it, I, sometimes I play it when I clean my house. And it makes me feel a little bit better about vacuuming. My last soundtrack song is a little bit weird because I own the soundtrack of a show I've never seen. No judgment. No judgment. No judgment. And it's Hamilton. And the reason why I own it is because my roommate went and saw the original cast in very good seats and came back with a t-shirt and the soundtrack and all these great stories. (laughs) And then we took a road trip and listened to the soundtrack the entire time and I fell in love with it. And we're going to go see Hamilton when it comes to Houston. 2018? 2018 yeah we have our tickets and then we're gonna go to new york sooner or later and we just have to go don't you agree that we just have to go if you'd like to donate to our gofundme page so we can afford the tickets that'd be great Alexander Hamilton My name is Alexander Hamilton And there's a million things I haven't done But just you wait Just you 
My favorite song from Hamilton is the opening number, Alexander Hamilton. I also love The Room Where It Happens. And I also love My Shot and this song called Satisfied. It's just all is very, very good. And we just need to own it and go see it and make that happen. Okay, Stephanie, what's your fourth soundtrack? Okay, because we could not narrow it down to no, three. No, um, We've already talked about several. But my fourth, um, because it goes along in that I owned the CD mm-hmm. and it helped me or I guess inspired me and to fall in love with musicals is the original soundtrack to Annie Get Your Gun. Oh, that's a good one. Bernadette Peters. Mm. So Classic good. Classic Broadway star. Did you get that on your Columbia I house? I did. It was in the, the shipment, <laughs> wherever it appeared from. I'm sorry, Mom, if I put that on your credit card. I don't even remember. But it's a red CD with a white star, and it also lives in my car. And Favorite song. Favorite song is, of course, Anything You Can Do, I Can Do Better. Anything you could do, I could do better. I can do anything better than you. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Anything you can be, I can be. Uh, Also featured in probably several commercials and movies. (laughs) But the Bernadette Peters version is just... Life changing. Mm-hmm. She's been in so many good things. We we have we don't even have time to get into her appearance in the multicultural Cinderella with Brandy. <laughs> I don't know why that didn't come up before, but I own it on VHS. <laughs> I have not since made the purchase onto DVD, but I'm sure it's waiting for me on Black Friday, 2017, in my Amazon cart. <laughs> you love that Brandy Cinderella. So good. I mean. <laughs> Is it Whoopi? Yeah. Has an, a Chinese son? Yes, she with does. With Victor Garber? Right. And he falls in love with Brandy, right. who sits in her own little corner in her own little room. <laughs> and Bernadette Peters is her stepmother. What I don't, does she mean? She, well, she's Bernadette Peters. She's okay. always a little sassy. And then, um, I don't know if you remember, but Whitney. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Is the godmother of I all godmothers. I remember Whitney and Brandy being on the cover. So phenomenal. If you have not seen it, it's probably available for free on YouTube.com. <laughs> Good job, What's it Disney. called? Cinderella. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Does it have a separate name? I didn't know if it was like an ever after that's Cinderella. I think it's just Cinderella. Cinderella, as told by Brandy. Featuring Brandy. With no last name. With no last name. Hmm. She's too good for a last name. She is. She's like Madonna, obviously. (laughs) Wonder what she's doing now. Oh, I don't know. Not Hmm. living off the proceeds of purchases (laughs) of Cinderella. But I own it. I'm a true fan. <laughs> I totally forgot about that movie. Okay, my fourth one is Moulin Rouge. Like the movie, love the soundtrack. And most of my favorites come from Ewan McGregor. He sings with Nicole Kidman the elephant love song medley. It's not about elephants. No, nope, but they're on an elephant. It just took place on the elephant. So all of these great love songs from times of yore, he squishes them all together in a great big mashup, and I just love it. And I like the song 
Roxanne, the tango. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought that was the coolest thing ever. And then, of course, Lady Marmalade is on there with Lil' Kim and Christina and Pink and Maya. Lil' Kim. Loved that song. Mm-hmm. I When it comes on, I will sing it and dance, too. You just can't. <laughs> but then the the one that is nearest and dearest to my heart is Come What May. Just sing a little for us. Come what may. I also love when he did Come What May. When he did that up thing. Oh, yeah. Come what may. Okay, we talked about how we felt like Moulin Rouge was the last good musical that had come out in a while, and it came out in 2001. And we were a little bit snotty about, I can't believe they haven't come out with any musicals. You so wisely said, well, what about La La Land, which came out in 2016, obviously. Big, big, big in in the awards season this last year. Ryan Gosling, my boy. Emma Stone, my girl. And... Spoiler alert, I did not love it. I was disappointed Which in we it. do not agree on. <laughs> it was artistic. It was yeah. beautifully done. Yeah. You I just wanted, don't agree with the ending. I don't agree with the ending at all. No spoilers, I think, though. I, no spoilers, but the opening scene is this wonderful, happy, and, and, and then the next scene where she's dancing with her two friends is happy, and then I just kind of felt like it got lower and lower and lower and... Mm lower and lower not traditional musical numbers maybe so maybe that's what and then I didn't like the ending so to me also I can't have something out for not even a year yet and put it in this grand list of best musicals so it has to withstand the test of time a little bit you know by four or five years so I'm gonna I did some research and here are some movies that came (laughs) out since 2001's Moulin Rouge thank you Google thank you Google hashtag not sponsored Exactly. <laughs> but call me Google if you want to be an advertiser for I Hate Green Beans podcast. Okay, I'm going to say it, the name of the movie, and you tell me if you've seen it. And these are since Moulin Rouge. Sweeney Todd. Saw it. Don't need to see it again. Okay. Burlesque. Did not see it, but we all know you have. I own it. <laughs> and several songs from it. Does that make me sad? No. That makes me very, very smart because Cher and Christina together, legends. I'm going to let you That's y'all the name of their new Vegas tour. Just email me about that. <laughs> okay. 2008 Mamma Mia. Bless it. It sounded good on paper. Yeah. It did not necessarily deliver. No. They picked actors instead of singers because Pierce Brosnan, I don't, I don't know what happened with that. And even Meryl Streep isn't the best singer to me. She played the role well, but I don't need that soundtrack. No, I don't either. Okay, here's one that I think is a little controversial. 2012's Pitch Perfect. Hmm. Not a musical. They sing songs. Yes. But it does not forward the plot. They're performing the songs. Yes, and you're not busting out for no reason singing coming down the stairs right Right. on your elephant you are at your acapella okay we agree with that 
2007's Across the Universe. We've both seen it. I own it. You own it. And the soundtrack. <laughs> it was one of those like double soundtracks. Ooh. I believe there's 20 plus songs on it. Okay. I appreciate the artistic side of it, mm-hmm. but it's a little bit weird. It's weird. It's and weird. Although I own it, I probably got it for $2. Yeah. And I haven't watched it since. Right. Okay. 2012 Lay Miz with Anne Hathaway and Russell Crowe. We've both seen it. Ugh. But refuse to own it. I agree. And I went to see that with my work colleagues back when it came out in 2012, and they all loved it. And I was the only one, and they played the soundtrack on repeat. That was a bad year. Um, let's see, 2014 Into the Woods, again with Meryl Streep. I enjoyed it. The casting was great. Yes. Had my boy Chris Pine in it. He Can't did go a wrong. good job singing. Anna Kendrick did a great job. Emily Blunt, James Corden, all of those. Mm-hmm. Meryl Streep again in there, but do I own it? No. Yeah. I have seen it once. Um, Dream Girls, 2006. I don't know how we missed that. I don't either, because I own the video, and I own the CD. I own the CD, for sure. So good. We're your dream girls. Jennifer Hudson. 2007, Once. Have you ever seen it? I own it. Good, but you look hesitant. But it's more of a music soundtrack. Yeah, I agree. Not a musical. Falling Slowly, great song. Yes. But I wouldn't call it a musical either. 2002, Chicago. Always good. Very, very good. Any version. I thought Rob Marshall did a great job on that, as well as Renee Zellweger and Catherine Zeta-Jones. I love them. And your girl. Oh, Queen Queen Latifah. Latifah. Heck yeah. Um, 2008, Eight Mile by Eminem. (laughs) (laughs) I have A, not seen it. B, would never consider that a musical. You gotta lose yourself in the music the moment you own it. That's more like Pitch Perfect, where he's rapping for his life. So he doesn't sure. just bust I'll take your out. Word for it. Yeah. And 2009 there was a movie called 9. Nope. With Kate Hudson and Fergie. I don't remember the male lead, but I saw it in the Does Kate Hudson sing? Theater. She does. She sings a, a song called Cinema Italiano. Oh, it's great. And there's this one kind of banging around rhythm song that was good and other than that <laughs> nothing. 2008 School of Rock. I did not see it. I don't know if I would consider that musical either because they're playing instruments as they're the plot, like you said. Right. That's sort of. And then 2012 Rock of Ages with Tom Cruise and Julianne Hough. Huh? What? 80s soundtrack? Are you kidding me? Your lifeblood? Oh, I love it. I, I really do. I love it. In fact, that probably should have been somewhere near my list. So not on it. we have to renege our... But near. No musicals since 2001. Exactly. That's, that's the moral of the story, I think. All of this, it's just so much to see and do. But I think we have a pretty good list. And I know people are going to have questions, concerns. They're going to want to talk to us about it. You can email me at lindsay@ihategreenbeans.com. And Stephanie and I are going to stand strong beside each other on our not-so-much-love-for-Lay-Miz <laughs> and Phantom. But I'll be on your side if you don't like Rent. And she'll be on your side if you don't like Jersey Boys. But other than that, we want to hear what you guys think and what you love. Thanks so much, Stephanie. Anytime. So long, farewell, oh, what I'll be to say. I'd like to stay and taste my first champagne. 
Hey, thank you all for listening. I'd love to connect on social media. And you can find me on Twitter at Lindsay or on Facebook and Instagram at Lindsay Ray. Make sure to review the podcast on iTunes. And don't forget to check out our sponsor deal with Audible. The company is offering a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial if you sign up at audibletrial.com slash IHateGreenBeans. Until we're together again, love you, mean it, Texas forever. I float, I believe.